Okay. So, we do appreciate everyone being with us this morning, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to what the Lord's got for us. So, let's get in and see what He's got for us. Come on. Okay, we're going to sing Jesus Loves Me this morning. Can y'all sing it with me? Can y'all sing it real loud? Yeah. Y'all, there's not many kids. Yeah. Campbell. Campbell. Okay. Jesus loves me this time now. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him behold, they are weak but he is strong, yes Jesus loves me, yes Jesus loves me, yes Jesus loves me, for the So, uh, Brother Ron, if you would come and receive our tithe and offering this morning. Uh, while he's coming, give you a little uh, update. Sister Peggy Adams had to go into the hospital a couple of uh, days ago, and they diagnosed her with uh, congestive heart failure. And so, uh, it's... I know it's bad, but it's good for them to have diagnosed her so they can take care of it. And so uh, all that swelling in her feet, she wasn't being able to uh, get rid of the fluid. And then the other one that I'd like to give you an update on is my father-in-law and my wife. But uh, if you would remember uh, him, he uh, came out of the hospital on Wednesday went back to the hospital, came home Friday, seemed to do good Friday, and most of Saturday, but then we had to take it back to the hospital uh, late last night, and so uh, he's apparently got some kind of infection going on. So if you would, remember him, uh, remember Teresa, and remember me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one of those things. All right, Brother Ron. <clears throat> We don't have very many people here this morning, but we know God is with us. Yes. We need to keep our, our mind focused. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, just for each and every one that is here. Lord, we know that there is an individual issues out, but Lord, we need to uh, praise you for all that you do. Because without you, Lord, we are nothing. Lord, we thank you for being just who you are. Amen. Thank the Lord. Before they get started, who can just stand up and give the Lord a good praise offering? Say, Thank you, Lord, to be in the house of the Lord. Let's, let's stand if we can and let worship Him. Dear Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your many mercies to us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come. Oh, I thank you for saving my soul. I thank you for keeping me, oh God. And oh, you have been so good, so good to us. Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Robert. Thank 
just about to a close and uh, so that we can uh, get all of our folks gathered back together again. <clears throat> but you know, Scripture clearly says where two or three are gathered together in my name. Not Brother Jeff's name, but in Jesus' name. Amen. He said, there am I in the midst of them. So we may not see Him at this moment. You may not feel Him. But I'll tell you, if you'll begin to reach out spiritually, reach out with your spiritual hand and your heart, He'll draw nigh to you. And then you can feel Him. Amen. <clears throat> um, I don't know if I can cover all of it here this morning. But if you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. 
And I want to preach a little bit out of the Sermon of the Mount here this morning. And so, uh, it's good seeing everyone. Good seeing everyone. If you would turn with me, and if those who are able would stand with me. We'll uh, we'll start in verse 1. Can you have it? Say amen. amen. And seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, be exceedingly glad, For great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your mercies and I thank you for your grace. I thank you for the word of God that, Lord, you can help us, Lord, to discern what is right and what is wrong. What is in your will and what is against your will. And Lord, here this morning, I pray that you would anoint anoint these feeble lips of clay. Help us here this morning to bring forth your word. And I pray, Lord, that the Holy Ghost would move amongst us. Lord, if there's some that are not right with you or not saved, I pray, Lord, save their souls. If there are some who are in need, Lord, of of, uh, renewing and refreshing, I pray that you would do that. And Lord, if there are some that need to be sanctified and set apart for Your sake, I pray that You would do that. Lord, I pray, draw us close unto You. We This morning we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> um, here in these Scriptures, we see that the, uh, that the Lord went up into a mountain to teach His disciples. And one of the important things in our lives is, are we a disciple of Christ? Huh? Do we want to learn the things of Jesus? Or do we just want to pick up the things that we like and reject those things that we don't like? I've called that for many, many years Burger King religion. Huh? You know how that is? Hold the, hold the ketchup, add extra pickles, all that kind of stuff. Folks, when it comes to the Word of God, we cannot pick and choose. If we're going to take the Lord, we've got to take Him all. 
And we must be willing to come and to sit at His feet and to learn of Him. And that's what He's teaching right here. I love this first very first part. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You remember what John's main message was when he went out into the wilderness and went into the places? He said, uh, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you poor in spirit? Poor in spirit doesn't mean that you're downcast all the time or sad. That's not what it's talking about. Let me tell you, the Lord has really blessed me over the last few years, but I've had some rough times in my, my life. And I've had some rough times later on in my life, even in, in my early 50s and all. I had some hard times where, I tell you what, whenever you, you need a fan in the house, you can't find a fan, you know, you can't afford a fan, so what do you do? You look at, you look at all those who are putting their stuff next to the, the curb, hoping to find a fan. Huh? Amen. And then when you find it, it doesn't work. Don't worry, I got a screwdriver. Huh? And a lot of times you can hotwire that thing, take it off the switch, and it'll go back to working. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? But that person is hungry. They're needing something. And so they're always looking. And not not only are they always looking, but they're desiring. We're living in a generation right now where churches... Uh, if you'll notice, a lot of churches, they only have one service a day unless they have a big crowd. Then they'll have two services a day and one is just a repeat of the one that they had earlier. Huh? And what does it tell us? People are not hungry. They're not hungry. They're not poor in spirit. I don't know about you, but I need the Spirit of God. I need His presence. I need to feel His presence. Amen. I need to be amongst God's people and His uh, uh, the saints of the church. Amen. I need that because it helps build me up. It helps keep me going. huh? So here it says, blessed. That word blessed, happy. Huh? Happy. Are you happy today? Or are you sad? Are you downcast? Huh? Happy are the poor in spirit. You know what? Uh, just this week, I uh, now y'all gonna have to amen me a little bit more than y'all are right there, okay? Uh, um, just this past week, I was talking to someone, and they were talking about being downcast and how Satan was fighting them right there, and I said. Well, what you need to do is go into the Psalms and start reading the Psalms. Or start praying the Psalms. Pray it like it's from you. Amen. And what that does after a little while, it'll take your mind off of what you think Satan is trying to destroy you with. Amen. And get your mind looking toward the Lord. And you'll find out when you start looking up, things look a lot better. It's when, as Brother Robert used to say, we... 
look, look around the ground all the time like turkeys or chickens, you know? Huh? We need to be like that eagle looking up. Looking up. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This kingdom of heaven is a wonderful kingdom. And I wonder here who this morning, are you already a citizen of the kingdom of heaven? Huh? The kingdom of heaven. You see, when the king finally came, he sacrificed himself upon the cross. And then he was buried in a rich man's tomb and he rose again. And those who entered into the kingdom after that, those who given their hearts, their lives, their devotion, their servitude unto Jesus, they are now part of the kingdom of heaven. Huh? Do you know we're walking in the kingdom of heaven? If you're walking in Jesus. Come on now. Are you getting a hold of this? How are you walking? Are you walking in Satan's kingdom? Or are you walking in the kingdom of heaven? Do we recognize who we are in Jesus Christ? Do we recognize that we are children of God? That we have been blood washed? Amen. We have been called and we have been sent. And now we hold the greatest possession of anything in this world. We've got Jesus in our hearts. Oh, it ought to excite us each and every day. And when troubles come, and let me tell you, Troubles will come. Just because you get saved doesn't mean you're not going to have troubles. You will have troubles. Jesus said, ye shall have tribulation. Huh? And I don't know about you, but every time I'm in tribulation, it feels like the great tribulation. Huh? Not necessarily the great as we talk about, but that's what it feels like to me. Huh? What does that word tribulation mean? It means pressure. It means being pushed into a corner. Can I tell you, when we've got Jesus, we've got it all. When we've got Jesus, we've got all power over Satan, over death, over hell, over the grave. Not of ourselves, but through Him. We have that power. Amen. And so... The kingdom of heaven. I notice in these verses that there's two places that we see this. Verse 10 says, Blessed are they which are persecuted. Now, this here persecuted does not say that you are persecuted because of your political party. It does not say uh, persecuted because of your your stand uh, in life, personal beliefs or things that you are doing in life, just because you're doing them. But it says persecuted for righteousness' sake. Do you ever become persecuted because you're doing the right thing? Huh? You ever get 
persecuted. Now, in all honesty, we probably not persecuted like they are over in Russia or in China, even unto this day. But there are times that in America, our family will begin to shun us. Let me tell you something. That is a form of persecution, but it is a mild form of persecution. You say, it hurts my heart. Yes, I know it hurts my heart too. I've got youngins that are out and away from God. Amen. And the reason why is because, Daddy, you don't have to live that way anymore. But my gospel, my Bible has not changed. I serve a, a Lord and a Savior who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm glad that they don't, He doesn't change the rules as we get a little farther along. But instead, uh, instead of changing the rules, we have more wisdom and insight into why He would say such things. I understand better now about the woman caught in the act of adultery. I understand more. Huh? I understand more about that woman at the well, huh? Who had had five husbands. I understand better, amen, about the widow woman and her dead son. I understand more about these lepers and the one that turned back. Come on. God's grace, God's mercy. God's grace and God's mercy. Mm-hmm. Here, there are too many times that we, uh, we can get all tripped up on somebody else about a little something that they're doing. We get tripped up on it and in our mind, within just a little bit of time, we'll write them off and say, they're not even saved. They're not right with God. Oh, how we must be careful about things like that. Amen. We do not know where they are at upon the journey. I know we can see some things, but we cannot see the heart. Jesus knows the heart. And by their actions, we can learn a lot. But we still don't know it all. And so, we need to be willing to forgive. And to forgive. And forgive. And forgive. The Lord's helped me learn about forgiving until it hurts. Huh? There are some family members, extended family members there. They deal with their children all the time and they forgive until it hurts. Huh? Here in verse 10 it said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. Huh? Do you remember when John saw up into heaven? Do you remember what he saw under the altar of the Lord? Huh? Still amazes me. I, don't, I, I try not to complain. How many of y'all in here try not to complain? I try not to complain. I do complain, but I try not to. And if I do complain, I try to be sweet about it, you know, something, you know, as sweet as I can. But 
I, I never imagined there would be any complaining in heaven. Huh? But there is complaining in heaven. Underneath the altar where the martyrs are at. Under the altar where the souls of those who have been martyred, killed, run down, slaughtered, burned at the stake, killed, beaten to death, amen, burned in a car as they do in India at times. They'll take missionaries or Christians and burn the car up and keep them from coming out of the car. They are under that altar right there. And they're complaining a, a little bit. They're saying, Lord, when, when, how much longer till you? Huh? Meet out that judgment for what they did to me. When? Amen. And so, under the altar, persecuted for righteousness' sake. I don't believe it's going to get any better in America. And we are already at a place of a great divide in America right now. We're at a place in America where in many ways they've cast away the truth of the Gospel. They no longer, you know, ask them what sin is. Huh? And it's like, you know, we're not interested in sin. We're interested in love. Well, I'm interested in the love of God too. But for me to get to the love of God, I've got to repent of my sins. And for me to repent of my sins, I've got to know what they are. Amen. And so, there's just... Jeremiah said that truth has been thrown out in the streets. It's not worth anything. Folks, to the children of God, it's worth a lot. Amen. Amen. It is worth a lot. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you walking in the kingdom of heaven? Are you taking that step in the kingdom of heaven? Or do, when you walk out of those doors right there, you leave the kingdom of heaven here and you go out on your own? Don't do that. Take the kingdom of heaven with you. Walk in that kingdom. Amen. Allow the Lord to work through you. To minister toward others. Amen. And when you minister toward others, you know what will happen? It's going to draw you closer to Him. Have you ever felt the presence of the Lord come near? Huh? Ever felt that? I don't know about you. They say that uh, the most addictive thing that that is out there is that meth. They say one thing and that makes someone addicted. But I want to tell you something that's better than meth. It's the presence of God. presence, to feel His anointing, to feel Him say, I love you. And for you to say back to Him, I love you. To walk in His kingdom. To walk day by day. Amen. To believe that He is with you. 
so that no matter what comes our way, no trouble that comes, no problems that come our way, yes, they may be hurtful. Yes, they may be stressful. Yes, they may uh, cause damage to the finances or to the house or to the vehicle. But you know what? Ain't nothing. Because yes. I'm walking in the kingdom. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. That kingdom's going to take me to a greater kingdom. Yeah. Amen. To that greater place. I want to make heaven my home. But I want to walk in the kingdom now. You know, one of the problems with uh, Christians, they're not careful as they walk, as they walk. After a while, it becomes habitual. You're doing it because you did it yesterday. You're doing it because you did it last month. You're doing it because that's just the way I've always done it. And in doing it that way, we're not careful. We will just be doing it just like the Pharisees did it. Just out of habit. Why do I live the way that I live? Huh? Why do I act the way that I act? Why do I deny myself the fun things supposedly of this world? It's not because I couldn't do them because I want to please my Savior. Huh? I do. Not all things that are pleasant in this world are against the Savior. But I don't want to strip down to my, my underwear and walk along the cool beach. Huh? You see what I'm talking about? I don't believe that would please my Jesus. Huh? Many years ago, uh, it, I can't do it now, but many years ago, I went and got scuba diving license. Huh? I did. And so, when the trainers came out to the pool where we were beginning our lessons, he looked at me and, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe Jeff was with me and maybe someone else was with me and they, they looked at us and they said, um, is that what you're going to wear? Yes, sir. Huh? We were there in blue jeans and a long sleeve shirt. So we did our first parts. We learned how to tuck and roll, you know, and float on top of the water, except for his son. His son has got so much muscle on him, he can't float. He just sinks to the bottom and rolls on the bottom. It's crazy. But anyway, we all learned to do all that. Then we learned we had to do our swimming. We did all that. And uh, by the time we started going out to do some of the diving out there, the one of the trainers, who was also a rescue trainer that worked with the uh, sheriff's department or something like that, when they're looking for bodies or trying to rescue somebody, he said, you know what? That is a great idea that y'all got. He said, instead of trying to have, put on that old wetsuit, don't, any of y'all ever seen a modest wetsuit? No, not me. But anyway, 
Uh, he said, instead of trying to put on that wet suit, he said, all I have to do now is carry some long jeans and a long shirt. That'll work just as good. I like that. We had a convert, but not to Jesus. Uh, I wear clothing like that because the Lord doesn't want me to show my nakedness. But you know, we get persecuted for that. Has God given you any, any uh, convictions? Has the Lord dealt with you about, you don't need to do that? Huh? Maybe in the past He can dealt with you. Don't, don't do that. I don't know what it might be. Maybe it's playing poker. I hope they got that. Or maybe it was going to, I don't know. You know. Now the question is, did you lay it off? And how's your relationship now compared to then? A lot of times the Lord doesn't move forward till we begin to obey the Lord. And if we, He tells us something. Have you ever said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do? I'm just interested. Who in here has ever said that to the Lord? Huh? Huh? Well, I have. Whatever you want me to do, Lord Jesus. That's the definition of surrender. Lord, I gotta have you. I gotta feel you, Lord. I gotta know that you're there. When I was younger, you know, I want to make sure all the doors are locked and everything like that. And if it wasn't for my wife, I love her, but if it wasn't for my wife saying she locked the door at night. <laughs> Because way back there when the Lord started dealing with me, He let me know I can protect you at night time right. just as well during the day. That's right. Yeah. Come on. That's right. I appreciate the Lord. I appreciate this one who gave us these words right here. And I don't know about you, but I want to be happy. Huh? That is the greatest pursuit in the world right now. Happiness. But I'm going to tell you, all the happiness of this world, it doesn't matter how many movies, it doesn't matter how much drugs, it doesn't matter how much sex, it doesn't matter how much drinking, it doesn't matter any of that kind of stuff. You'll not find true happiness until you've got Jesus. And then all those other things will be out of your life. And you'll say, Jesus, I only want you. I only need you. Amen. Let's stand all across the house. Let's see come bring us a song. The kingdom of heaven. For us to walk in that kingdom of heaven. Luke 17 and 21 says... 
Jesus saying it. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Do you have that kingdom? I want to tell you something. If you really got Jesus, not just a profession, you know, there's a lot of people say, oh, I'm saved. But then they don't act saved. But I'm talking about that thing that will change you and make you more like Jesus. Do you have that kingdom? Do you have that king sitting on your throne in your heart? Heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe during this summertime, you've allowed some things to slip. And you notice that you're not quite where you were at just a couple, three months ago. It might be that you've allowed the kingdom to fade. You've allowed the Lord to come out of your life. I don't know about you. There are times I say, Lord, affirm to me, Lord, our relationship. Help me, Jesus, to know that we're on the right track. Come on. So here this morning, maybe you're not saved. Maybe you need to get saved. Jesus is here. And His arms are outstretched. And He's saying, come. And the bride and the church says, come.